Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Email the program at info at rudymaxa.com or follow us on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. And now, America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World. Welcome aboard on this Valentine's weekend, especially to all you travel lovers. Well, Friday was World Radio Day. What, you missed that? Can't believe it. I'll admit I didn't do anything special, except I did sit a little taller in my desk chair when I put the finishing touches on this weekend's show. World Radio Day. Who knew? Who knew? Coming up this hour, what's the story with that disappearing award chart for frequent flyers? It was a talk of mileage websites all this week. Delta did it. It removed its award chart from its website and told us, just tell us where you want to go and uh, we'll tell you how many miles it'll cost. Andy, our friend from the website Points, Miles, and Martinis, is among those who think Delta's pulling a fast one. We'll talk with him in just a couple minutes. And one industry that's recovered like a rocket ship from the recession is Winnebago. Fortune magazine reporter Erica Fry visited the small Iowa town where Winnebagos are made, and she explains why suddenly Winnebagos are hot again. And the producer of this very show, Janet DeAcevino McDonald, and her husband gave up their home two months ago and decided to spend some time living on the road in their 2003 Thor Hurricane. That's a motorhome. We're going to find them in Scottsdale, Arizona today and get a report from the, about the beginning uh, of the two months of our roaming nomads. And for nearly three decades, Randy Peterson has been the champion of frequent flyer miles. His publication, Flyer Talk, repeatedly caused airlines to change restrictive award ticket rules. But Peterson's shifting focus. This hour, he reviews the dramatically changed landscape of frequent flyer miles, and we ask him about the closure of his publication, Flyer Talk. It's been an unusually busy news for travel uh, uh, this week. Let me just touch on some of the high points. The captain of the ill-fated Costa Concordia was sentenced by an Italian court to 16 years in jail. Ship went aground off the coast of Italy. It was January of 2012. Seems like almost yesterday. 32 passengers and crew died. Prosecutors called Francesco Chettino a reckless idiot, quote-unquote. He was charged with causing the shipwreck by sailing too close to the shore, delaying evacuation of the ship, manslaughter, and abandoning the passengers. For his part, Chitino said he was being sacrificed to safeguard the economic interests of the ship's owner, Carnival Cruises. I died, he told the court, along with the 32 others. No, not quite, Captain. Not quite. The court refused the prosecution's request that he begin serving his jail time immediately. It's allowed Chitino to remain free pending appeals, and that, Italian court observers say, could take years. And speaking of jail time, the daughter of Korean Amer Air Chairman, the one who threw that hissy fit when she was served macadamia nuts in a bag instead of a bowl uh, as a Korean Air flight taxied for takeoff at Kennedy Airport, well, she received a year in prison this week. Heather Cho was the head of in-flight services in Korean Air. She was fired immediately after it, and uh, her father even apologized for making errors in raising her. Now, if you have airline miles or points you want to use for an airline ticket, you should go to the airline's website, check out the award chart, see the options. That changed this week for Delta Flyers. Because that chart disappeared from the airline site. Andy curates a weekly flyer from his website called PointsMilesAndMartinis.com. He lives and breathes airline miles. I'm not using his last name because he actually has a real job and prefers Raymond Anas. Excuse me, I'm not using his last name. Sorry, did I say real? Last name. Andy, welcome to the show. Delta says it's making things easier for mileage ticket shoppers, and I gather you beg to differ. I do. Thanks for having me, Randy. Yeah, this, uh, uh, Rudy, this week um, Delta removed their award chart with no notice to their customers. And this award chart used to tell customers how many miles it took to get from point A to point B. Now they say, just come to our website, 
search for your flight, and we'll tell you how many miles it costs. Right, what's wrong with that? Well, um, I think it raises a couple of questions. Why did they do it with no notice? Does it give them the flexibility to raise the amount of miles it takes to get from point A to point B? And I think a lot of us in the travel world know that their war chart doesn't always show the lowest price um, miles for the ticket that you want. There's a couple of ways to search. You can search on best option or lowest miles required. And a lot of people know that searching by lowest miles required gives you the true lowest miles for that route. But two, sometimes their award pricing engine just doesn't work. Another blogger pointed out this week, his name's Renee from Delta Points, that if you search from Sydney to Chicago um, for a business class award using Delta and their partners, sometimes Delta's award chart will show a 210,000-mile requirement when, according to their old award chart, would only require 160,000 miles in business class. And so what their award chart does is it prices out a ticket from Sydney to L.A., and then it adds in to that price ticket another 50000 for the domestic portion from L.A. to Chicago. And so that award chart doesn't always show the lowest amount of requirement miles based on the old award chart. Well, you also raise the question if – well, first of all, it seems to me they could juggle the numbers as, as demand requires. And you also raise the question if they're – are they moving to a revenue-based redemption model? They're already at a revenue-based mileage collection model, but are they going to use a revenue-based redemption model in the future? Yeah, I think that question is, uh, you know, remaining open. I think if we back up a bit, last year, I think you and I spoke on, on this radio show about how they announced the revenue-based earning structure. And the biggest right. question at that time was, how many miles is it going to take to redeem for my award? And they did not announce their award charts at that time. I think they got a lot of pressure, and within about two to three weeks of announcing the revenue structure, they announced this new five-tier earning structure. Yeah. And here we are only 10 or 11 months later, that five-tier earning structure has now disappeared from the website. So that we raises a, some questions in terms of transparency. Andy, we have about a minute left. What is this Southwest uh, announcement that as of April 17th, what's the deal? Yes, absolutely. So Southwest, as of April 17th, um, has announced that the number of points needed for a reward flight will depend on fare, just like fares, reward pricing can vary based on destination, time, day, travel, demand, and fare class. And so last year, they used to advertise 70 points per dollar redemption. The year before that, it was 60 points per dollar. And now they're just going to a blanket statement that it can depend on a number of factors. And I think Southwest is clearly moving towards a revenue, revenue-based redemption. And the question now uh, begs, is Delta moving in that direction? And if Delta moves in that direction, do the other carriers follow suit in the U.S.? That's a and big all this question. Clearly That's something we're going to follow. I know, I know you will, and we'll have you back on. Uh, and it all, of course, raises the question of if you're really trying to work toward a particular award, you really don't know how many miles you've got to collect to get it until the time you have to apply for it. All right. Absolutely. It takes away the aspirational award, which is a, lot of, a big reason why a lot of people collect those miles and save up for that big dream vacation. Man, oh man, oh man. Not, not your father is not your father's frequent flyer mileage program. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us, Rudy. Now, to follow Andy, go to points 
um, excuse me, go to uh, points, miles, and martinis. The word and is spelled out. Points, miles, and martinis, all one word, dot com, and you will get his uh, regular newsletter. Up next, well, oh, let me just tell you, they blew up another big hotel in Vegas this week. The Clarion Hotel and Casino is leveled, blasted dust. Mixed-use resort is going to take its place someday. That's the first casino implosion since the new frontier was blasted to dust eight years ago. All right, up next, the humble Winnebago roars back from the recession. We learn why. I'm Rudy Maxa. You're listening to Rudy Max's World, and I invite you to subscribe to my newsletter by just texting this to 22828. That's all. Just send, send a text to 22828 with your email. We'll put you on the newsletter list. It's free. It comes out here regularly. It's when I feel like I got some interesting stuff to tell you. Be right back after this break. To participate in the program and have some fun, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back. Data knows you love posting selfies. Others might see a reflective surface, but you see an opportunity. Like right now, you just caught a glimpse of yourself and you like what you see, and you're thinking everyone else would probably like it too. Go ahead, you've got more data and you're paying less with Boost Mobile. For only $35 a month, you can take your selfie game to the next level. Parked car window. Click. Selfie. Person wearing sunglasses. Click. Selfie. Anything shiny? Don't mind if you do. You, my friend, have no selfie control. And data's okay with that. Come to data. Get more data for less with unlimited talk and text for $35 a month. Only at Boost Mobile. $35 plan includes one gigabyte a month of high-speed data. Video streaming limited to 3G speeds. After applicable data allotment reach, data speeds including video reduced to 2G speeds for remainder plan cycle. International services extra. Offer and coverage not available everywhere and subject to change. State and local sales taxes fees may apply when adding funds to accounts. Offer network use rules and other restrictions apply. See BoostMobile.com or in-store materials for details. This is an announcement for all people who want to take a risk-free challenge to whiten their teeth in five minutes. By calling now, you can whiten your teeth in five minutes using clinically proven power swabs. This risk-free challenge is for people who smile has been yellowed by coffee, tea, red wine, or smoking. The Power Swabs 5-Minute Challenge is available by responding to this advertisement. If lines are busy, try again. Because the Power Swabs 5-Minute Challenge is exclusive, it's not available in drugstores. Power Swabs was formulated by Dr. Martin Ginniger and whitens teeth with a patented tooth detergent and whitening agent. It's so effective, we challenge you to try it for 5 minutes to see how white your smile could be. Get it risk-free. Dial one 800 2 That's 1-800-204-1201. Transform your smile into a wow, you look great smile. Dial 1-800-204-1201. That's 1-800-204-1201. To join Rudy Max's world, call anytime, 800-387-8025. Follow the program on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. Now back to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's about 18 after the hour, and this hour of the show is brought to you by Tricom. Whether you travel or not, do you experience dead, dry skin? Well, between cold weather and dry cabin air on planes, it's a recipe for dry, uncomfortable skin. 
Tricom works to soothe those skin irritations. In fact, a recent clinical study showed Tricom is five times more effective at reducing itch than 1% hydrocortisone. And it's backed by an itch-free guarantee. If it doesn't work, simply mail the tube back for a refund. If you have dry, irritated winter skin, pick up some Tricom. It's easy to travel with. comes in a two-ounce tube, perfect for your carry-on. You'll find Tricom in the white and blue box in the anti-itch aisle at Walgreens, Walmart, or CVS pharmacies. Well, for a while there, Winnebago looked like it might be down for the count during the recession. A home like that, you could drive around and see the country. Gas was expensive. People didn't have money to buy it. But as Erica Fry, a reporter with Fortune magazine, revealed in an article when she went to a small city called Forest City, Iowa, Winnebago is back big time. Erica, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Nice to be here. Thanks, Andy. Now, first of all, let's establish some credentials here. You're from Iowa, aren't you? I am. I was born and raised in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Um, and you went to city. Forest. And what what caught your attention about Winnebago? Was it was it was it its resurgence as a company? Uh, it was. We, this was um, part of our fastest growing companies. Was Winnebago actually made the list, which we were all a bit um, surprised and interested by, given it's you know um, a company that's been around for a number of decades. So it was on the uh, Fortune's fastest growing company list, and they said, hey, Erica, you're from Iowa. You can find uh, Forest City. Go on out there. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened, exactly. So before, now, now, describe Forest City and Winnebago, or are they one and the same? They're really one and the same. Forest City is a, a city of about 4,000 people in northwest Iowa, kind of in the middle of farmland, not too many large cities around there, and uh, Forest City, aside, you go there and there's a small downtown with like a dollar store and a subway and a couple other shops, a small college, but otherwise Winnebago factories and complexes really take up most of the city. And in 2009, according to your piece in Fortune, uh, Winnebago had a fairly, comparatively, paltry $211 million in sales, but last year that almost quadrupled to 803. A million dollars, eight hundred eighty-four for the most recent four quarters. Um, yeah, not their biggest, but very big. Yeah, they really made a comeback. As most motorhome companies were, they were really um, hit hard by the recession. I think they sold thirteen thousand motorhomes in two thousand nine. Last year, it was something like fifty. Um, well, at least double that. Um, and you know, people have started to drive again as the economy has picked up and gotten more interested in motorhomes. And then also, of course, there's this exploding um, population of retired baby boomers. So um, that that, also produces. (laughs) And that, that, there's an interesting phrase you used during your piece. I don't know if that's your phrase or their phrase, the silver tsunami explaining this huge baby boomer bulge that are retiring and are looking for things to do. Yeah, exactly. That was um, my term, and a term that's out there, that Winnebago was actually, um, they were, you know, they're, they're definitely excited about the demographics and these retired baby boomers, but they're not, um, you know, getting, um, they're, they're not counting the chickens before they hatch. <laughs> uh, they're not um, counting like, what? I'm, so, I'm sorry, because they're not counting what? Oh, chicken. Oh, they're just, uh, you know, they're they're hoping things will work out that way, and it looks um the demographics look good for them, but you know they're they're not counting the chickens before they hatch, so to speak. 
Oh, wait, but these chickens, I'm one of them. We've already hatched, though, Erica. <laughs> and it makes perfect sense. You're retired, you want to travel, maybe you don't have a lot of money, but you can afford a Winnebago, which start, by the way, at about $15,000, but go all the way up to something called the $420,000 Grand Tour. Did you see one of those? I did. I got a tour of those. They're um, pretty enormous, very nice, very posh. There's a fireplace, a ceiling fan, things... Um, you know, it's much larger than my New York apartment, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say a fireplace? A fireplace, a gas or electric fireplace. You know, it's, oh. it was a very cozy, um, it had a nice cozy feel, a very nice bedding, and, you know, I think like at least a dozen throw pillows on the bed, so definitely We're talking- nice quarters. I'm talking with Erica Fry. She's a reporter with Fortune magazine, and she wrote a piece about the comeback of Winnebago, which uh, Winnebago and uh, Fortune attribute partly to the baby boomer uh, uh, crowd that's got time to travel and got time to get in a motorhome and go around. I was surprised to see they turn out about 12 to 15 of these per day. Is this a super modern facility? That sounds like a lot of vehicles a day. Um, yes. One of the things that makes Winnebago really unique is actually it's not a super modern facility. They actually uh, assemble each uh, motorhome to order. So they have no inventory. It's all pretty much like handmade on the assembly line in for a city. So you, you see these uh, motorhomes coming together. They are, you know, nailing in the cabinetry and putting in the seat cushions, and right there in Forest City, they, they actually make all the parts except for the chassis um, of the motorhome. That's incredible. They make all the parts except the chassis there. How long do you know does it take to turn around, you know, an average uh, motorhome? Now, are we talking about weeks or days? Uh, I, I believe it's weeks. Um, it definitely, you know, it's a kind of slow process through the, from, um, from beginning to finish, but yeah, each day they they're completing about twenty to twelve to fifty a day. But they don't. But they make it. They don't. They don't build it till the order comes in. That's that's uh, uh, fascinating. Now, yeah. is Winnebago, does Winnebago have the largest share of the market? Uh, what do we call these things? We don't call them mobile homes, do we? What do we call them? No, mobile homes are a, a completely different thing. Motor homes. A motor uh, home, right? Motor homes. So mobile homes, the thing you pull behind you, a motorhome has its own engine and, and wheels and so on. And do these, pardon my ignorance, but do these things have showers and bathrooms and and, and they, kitchens and flat screen TVs? and. Uh, yeah, they really have all the fixings. Um, as I said, really, they're more elaborate than uh, most New York apartments, I think, these days, or at least <laughs> the ones um, the journalists live in. They have um, uh, bathrooms, many beds, often up to eight beds. And Winnebago started coming out with newer, actually smaller models after the recessions to cater to more younger, more active um, customers who might want to fit bikes in or, you know, bring their dogs. So there's a lot of flexibility to the floor plans. Winnebago actually, I think, makes nearly 90 different floor plans. So there's a lot of flexibility. But, yeah, you can get just about anything you'd like in your uh, motorhome. 94 plans is impressive. Do you do you get the impression that people sometimes, is there a cult of Winnebago people? Do they have clubs? Do they ever take pilgrimages to Forest City, Iowa? Uh, definitely. So there's a, a Winnebago Travelers Club um, of about 12,000 people, I believe. And they, they have chapters all over the country. Oftentimes, 
uh, club members, you know, drive around throughout the year, and you can meet up at various places. In Winnebago, they have a huge, they call them rallies. Um, so they have a huge rally each summer. Um, but a lot of people, you know, will go to multiple rallies during the year, um, and it's a lot of fun for them. They have games. They have activities. People see their friends, but also drive Winnebago. So it's a good time, and, you know, it gets people excited about the company as well. Oh, fascinating, fascinating. And and did you, did, could you ascertain, could you feel a resurgence in the town with the resurgence of hiring and production at the Winnebago factory? I mean, were people, did people, is it measurable? Well, I definitely felt at Winnebago there was, you know, people are very proud of the company. It's been part of Forest City since uh, the late 50s. You know, I met someone at the factory that I think he was in his 60th year at the company as well, you know, and lots of newer employees, of course, too, but there's a lot of pride in the company, and people, I think, were excited about, um, you know, the fact that the company is coming back, and they have lots of new, exciting models, and, um, yeah, did, so you could feel an energy there. Did you want to pick one up for yourself and hit the road? I had never really thought about motorhomes, but, yeah, they're a lot of fun. It seems like a great way to see the the country, and I did get the test drive one there. Um, that was a little bit, I hadn't been in a vehicle that large, so that's probably the only thing that <laughs> might keep me from owning one myself. And yeah, I mean, they're not cheap either. <laughs> I can imagine they're not. Erica, thanks so much for joining us. By the way, right after this commercial break, we're going to talk to our very own executive producer, Janet DeAsavita McDonald, of this radio show. A couple of months ago, she and her husband gave up their home in Minneapolis, bought a motorhome. It wasn't Winnebago, but we'll hear about it. And hit the road, and we're going to see how the first couple of months went with Janet. Be right back after these messages. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open anytime, so call us at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at RudyMaxa.com. Stay with us. We're coming right back after these messages. If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Dave has to say about relief factor. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about relief factor and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Robitussin Coughlequence number 29, the not-so-silent night. <coughs> oh. Sorry, hon. <coughs> oh, you keep waking me up. I think that's... <coughs> oh, and it's 3 a.m. <coughs> Control your cough with Robitussin DM Max Nighttime. It has a unique dual-action liquid that instantly soothes your throat and delivers fast, powerful relief of the coughs that can keep you up at night, which is good news for you and the person one pillow over. Robitussin. Don't suffer the consequences. Use as directed. Lines are always open at 800-387-8025. And stay connected with the program at RudyMaxa.com. Now, back to Rudy Max's World. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. 
hour, as I mentioned just before the break, Janet DeAcevedo McDonald, the executive producer of this show, and her husband gave up their home in Minneapolis a couple months ago, bought a 2003 used Thor Hurricane for $20,000 and hit the road. Now, let me just give you a little background. They gave up their apartment that when you included utilities and and uh, cable and Internet and apartment insurance cost about $2,600 a month. You have been on the road two months now, Janet. Are you spending more than that $2,600 a month? No, we're spending considerably less. I'm How happy to report. Less? How considerably less? Well, let's see. Uh, our monthly payment for the motorhome is including um, insurance is about $240. Also, um, we have to, now I have to be fair and count in um, storage because we have furniture and artwork and things that, you know, we couldn't give away, didn't want to give away. So we have a 10 by 15 storage room and a storage unit there in Minnesota, and that's 230 a month, and that includes insurance. Okay, so you're about, and, you're, you're uh, up to 500 yeah. with change in taxes. Yeah. Yep, and exactly. Then, and, and, and you, so, well, first of all, let's, let's get, I mean, there are a lot of people going, wait a minute. She's married, the husband and wife. I know you've only been on the road for two months, but do you feel cramped? Do you feel like you're closed in? You know, I really don't. I have to say, um, I I just don't. Now, mind you, I mean, I really do um, like my husband a lot. I mean, and I'll only, you know, love him to death, but I mean, I really do like him. And we, when we're working, we're both, you know, consulting. I mean, I work for you and Ian is a, is a um, uh, software solutions guy and he can he consults all the time so you know sometimes some days we are you know cheap by jowl here in the little dinette area but it works you know we and make it work we have our and, laptops back to back and, and sometimes i know because i know you and, and ian sometimes ian flies out to consult with companies so you do have a little a part-time now now you have driven th- about 3700 miles since you left your home in minneapolis a couple days before christmas um, gas mm-hmm. is obviously, the gas prices have been your friend, obviously, but where do you stay? I mean, do you have to plan way ahead? I mean, is finding a place to park and hook up and all that stuff you do a difficult proposition? You know, those were the things that I was a little, had a little trepidation about before starting out. I'm a planner. I mean, you know, I'm your executive producer. I plan. Okay. All the puzzle pieces have to come together. So I had to kind of get over myself. We we go from when we left we uh, Minneapolis and we were headed to the southwest. I'm, I'm speaking to you from Scottsdale, Arizona. We went from Walmart parking lot to Walmart parking lot. We did stay a couple of nights overnight at um, a truck stop, and but they're really loud, Rudy. I mean, those trucks are coming and going all the time. Sure, and and it's just loud and in in walmart the other thing about walmart is i mean not only that it's free but you know if i need to pop in and get something i can do that that's well, how, great wait a minute how does walmart feel about you parking in their parking lot well you know what they really like it i mean there are they they welcome people and what they're um what what they ask is that you know you come in and shop you don't just you know, stop and, and then go. And, and so, and that's not a problem for us. I mean, there's always something that I can, that I can pick up and it's nice. You know, those lots are patrolled. They're well lit. 
What, do they have electric hookups and water hookups and all that? No, or do you not they need don't. That? No, they don't. No, they don't. You're just pulling into their parking lot, and you're usually way at the back of the parking lot. You know, you're not right up by the store in the prime spots. Right. Usually, um, it, we have never arrived where we're the first ones. There's always somebody else that's there, whether it's a little van or – and sometimes it's a um, – it's a tractor semi, you know, they just happen to be pulling over there. They're not, they're not, um, they don't have the big, um, rig behind them. It's just the tractor part. So mm-hmm. maybe they've just stopped and, uh, you know, catch a little shut eye or something like that. So there's kind of this, um, it's kind of manners. I'll just say this is, this is just where you, you know, where you park, like in, in the outer reaches. It's, it's just really, it's really nice. I feel kind of safe at the I had I had no idea that Walmart's welcomed uh, uh, motorhomes. You 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 told me a little about some of the lexicon you're learning. What is boondocking? Uh, we only have about uh, a minute left. What's boondocking and what yep. is a toad? Well, you know, every subculture has its own sure. jargon. So boondocking is you can it is technically what you do at Walmart. No hookups, no nothing, just stop and stop and stay. But really what people mean is it's like out in the boondocks you know you're in the back of beyond you're somewhere where you can see the stars with no light pollution now a toad is the vehicle you pull behind now we have a toad that we, we pull behind us our um our volkswagen passat we have it on a car hauler and uh, we pull it behind oh you so so when you get like for example you're in scottsdale i know for an arabian show horse now and uh, so, horse show, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And so when you get to the place you need to be for a week or so, you just unhook the Honda and, and that's what you drive around, right? Unhook the Passat. Absolutely, um, absolutely Excuse me, do. the Passat. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, sure. Janet, uh, no, I, no. And, and by the way, Janet's doing all her work as executive producer of the show at the same time. Janet, thanks for dropping in from Scottsdale. You're sure welcome. Janet Dasavita McDonald is executive producer of the show, and we'll be right back with the show after this break. Join Rudy Max's world by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. We're coming right back. It is time to refresh and renew for 2015, and there's no better way to get a brighter home for spring than a visit to the semi-annual white sale going on now at thecompanystore.com. For over 100 years, the company store has been the authority in quality bedding, bath, and home decor. From our famous lacrosse down comforters and pillows that are still handcrafted in the USA to the finest quality sheets, towels, and bedding basics, you'll find everything you need to beat the winter blues and start the new year with style. Right now, Receive 20% off your entire order and get free shipping when you enter code RADIO15 at checkout. Plus, you can use this discount code to save up to 70% off all clearance items. The company store's quality has been known for generations, but our white sale only happens twice a year. Spring is here at thecompanystore.com. And don't forget to enter code RADIO15 at checkout for 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. Thecompanystore.com. We're all about comfort. If you or someone you know is addicted to drugs or alcohol, please write down this number. 
1-800-426-6186. That's 1-800-426-6186. By calling Aid in Recovery for help with drug and alcohol addiction, you can turn your life around. Our advisors are ready to match you with a proven treatment center that will end your drug or alcohol addiction once and for all. Your future is a bright place. Don't waste any more time making friends and family worry about you. When you call right now, you'll speak to an expert advisor who understands what you're going through. We can help you break your addiction to drugs and alcohol before it's too late. This call is completely confidential, and if you have private insurance, there'll be little to no cost to you. Take control of your life now. Make the one call count. 1-800-426-6186. That's 1-800-426-6186. 1-800-426-6186. Data knows you love posting selfies. Others might see a reflective surface, but you see an opportunity. Like right now. You just caught a glimpse of yourself and you like what you see, and you're thinking everyone else would probably like it too. Go ahead, you've got more data and you're paying less with Boost Mobile. For only $35 a month, you can take your selfie game to the next level. Parked car window, click, selfie. Person wearing sunglasses, click, selfie. Anything shiny, don't mind if you do. You, my friend, have no selfie control. And data's okay with that. Come to data. Get more data for less with unlimited talk and text for $35 a month. Only at Boost Mobile. $35 plan includes one gigabyte a month of high-speed data. Video streaming limited to 3G speeds. After applicable data allotment reach, data speeds including video reduced to 2G speeds for remainder plan cycle. International services extra. Offer and coverage not available everywhere and subject to change. State and local sales taxes fees may apply when adding funds to accounts. Offer network use rules and other restrictions apply. See BoostMobile.com or in-store materials for details. To participate in the program, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world. Indeed you are, and it's 43 minutes after the hour. You know, for nearly 30 years, that's nearly 30 decades, well, three, de- <laughs> three decades, Randy Peterson uh, took it upon himself to understand that Byzantine world of frequent flyer programs, and he published a magazine called Inside Flyer. That's what started it, and he had some spinoffs we're going to talk about in just a moment. But uh, he re- announced this week that he was, he was closing out Inside Flyer, and we're going to talk to him about that, and, uh, and we'll talk to him about his other activities as well. But, Randy, when, try, try to think back to, what was it, 27 years ago or 29 years ago? 29 years ago, thanks. 29 years ago. I seem to recall 29 years ago, because I, I sort of was fascinated by frequent flyer miles. I didn't certainly get into it as neck deep as you did. But I seem to recall that a lot of people, when I'd tell them about it, would go, oh, I'm not signing up for that. It's like, you know, it was like the CB of the moment. It was just some passing fad. Is that your recollection as well? Yeah, it was. In fact, one of my, my best recollections from those early days was uh, Mr. Prickster, who uh, owned Hyatt Hotels at the time. And this is in the early 80s, made a big announcement uh, in PR and everything that he said, you know, Hyatt guests really like to stay here because of the properties. We are not moving into that kind of make-believe world of points and stuff like that. This (laughs) is just the fad of the day, and it's going to go away. And uh, 
course, all these years later, <laughs> Hyatt's as big a player as anybody out there. But, yeah, there were a lot of non-believers in the earlier days uh, from Wall Street to members and to other airlines because, frankly, in the earlier days, um, it was all those other airlines that didn't want them to be successful because – they weren't there at the beginning. They were jealous of American Airlines. They were jealous of United. So in the earlier days, it was all about, I hope they fail because we just weren't smart enough to get in early enough. Before we turn to the consumer side, of it, which is, we're going to spend not, not only this segment, but the next segment with you, Randy. I'm fortunate that you're willing to stay that long. Um, Let's look at it. Let's flip it around and look at it from the airline viewpoint. Those, the frequent flyer mileage business has since become an enormous stream of profitability for them. Why is that? Well, it's, it's because it's not about the airline's customers. The, they're really a conduit, have been for some time since, let's say, the mid-90s when uh, uh, the president of the American Airlines Frequent Flyer Program at the time, uh, Bruce Chimmel, decided that he would uh, start to sell miles to other companies. Uh, just at that time, frequent flyer programs had become so popular that other industries, if you will, thought, well, we need to get in the loyalty business because it seems to be working for the airlines. And as a result, um, most of them said, but what do we call our currency of loyalty? What do we give away? We can't give away cars. We can't give away sewing machines. We can't give away shotguns. So many other companies started to call the airlines and said, hey, can we borrow or can we buy some of your miles to give away to our customers? And that's really how the whole thing started. And today, um, there's probably not a minute that doesn't go by that some some other type of industry out there doesn't call an airline about buying some of their miles to give to their customers, not the airline customers, to give to their customers. And that's really how miles as a currency became popular. And also that's how miles as a revenue stream became popular for the airlines. And, uh, you know, I think the, the ultimate is in the filings of the bankruptcy for United Airlines years ago uh, on their uh, initial bankruptcy. In the court papers, it, United admitted that Frequent Flyer Program was the only profitable part of UAL, United Airlines. And that's a pretty big statement to say that. Of all the things that they had their hands in, Frequent Flyer was the only profitable part of it. That's like a, a, a Crandall, uh, Robert Crandall, when American Airlines was having trouble a couple of recessions ago. He said, you know, we make more money from our magazine. We ought to just shut down the airline and just publish our monthly in-flight magazine. <laughs> the same, yeah, same thing. What, Randy? Go ahead, Randy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Randy. It's, it, it's funny how while the topic of frequent flyer miles gets battered around uh, archaically, uh, you know, we would look at it and say, yeah. this industry would be a heck of a lot different if it wasn't for these programs. One, it saved a lot of airlines, and even uh, uh, Continental Airlines, I think most people would agree, especially Gordon Bethune at the time, that Continental Airlines would not be in business had it not been for their frequent flyer program. Right. Randy, hang on. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back. We'll talk about the consumer side and what's going on. We'll be right back here in New Mexico. Stay with us.
Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back. To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025. That's 800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. We're talking to Randy Peterson, who 29 years ago founded a newsletter called Inside Flyer, which really examines the frequent flyer business closely. And it accomplished a lot of things. Uh, it, it wielded its editorial power to defend frequent flyers on issues such as beating back the introduction of a Saturday night stayover requirement on flight awards from United Airlines back in 2000. It uh, led to the rollback of U.S. Airways dividend miles elite change to drop status bonus miles um, and, and, and other fights that it fought successfully. But, Randy, as you look over the frequent flyer scene today, yeah. frequent flyer mileage scene today, what's your impression? We see Delta suddenly removing its uh, um, award chart from its website. You just type in where you want to go. We'll let you know. Um, we see miles now being awarded on the basis of the price of the ticket as opposed to miles flying. What's your take on all that? Uh, you know, this is all probably for most people, it's, it's more just evolution rather than revolution. Uh, the idea of revenue-based programs, frankly, was invented by America West back in the late 80s. And uh, the original frequent flyer program was called Flight Fund and it was based upon revenue. Um, so some of these topics really aren't new. They're probably new, obviously, to a new generation of frequent flyers. And as far as these changes and stuff like that, um, you know, I understand the Delta change, but, uh, you know, Southwest Airlines doesn't have an award chart. JetBlue right. doesn't have an award chart. Virgin America doesn't have an award chart. So there are many other programs, but I think the size of Delta and the, the idea of overnight change probably took a lot of people off target. And I don't blame them. I mean, uh, these programs have been around for about 34 years now. And as a result, some of uh, there's some longtime members. And interestingly enough, a lot of miles are held by retirees now, and change is not good. You look at Social Security benefits, you look at other things that affect people that have accumulated wealth over time, and in this idea, it's wealth by miles, if you will. So yeah, and they don't it's like more it. of an emotional thing, and the other thing is that most of today of what people learn about frequent flyer miles is from the social channels. First, it was forums like Flyer Talk. Then it became blogs, boarding area. But today, a lot of uh, information, both shared, exchanged, good, bad, uh, trending, is shared by Twitter and Facebook. That's the new channel of how people uh, either learn about miles, use their miles, or become aware of change by miles. And a lot of that is more emotional-based than fact-based. Now that you're closing down the magazine Inside Flyer, I know you're not getting out of the business. What will be your focus for the future? Oh, boy. Uh, probably boarding area. It's such a 
great vehicle. Boarding area today is more than two times as big as Flyer Talk ever was for me. Uh, I've got seventy-five. Describe, board, describe boarding area for our listeners, Randy. You don't. Yeah, know. sure. It's a we website. Can do that. It, it, it's basically a portal of about seventy-five different blogs, if you will. So I've got seventy-five different authors, and it's not just about miles or points. You've got excellent blogs like the Wandering Airman. You've got Road Warrior at for the female perspective on business travel. But uh, so every day there's probably about 120 different articles by all these various bloggers on on really travel, business travel, road warrior travel, miles and points, uh, inspirational travel. Um, so boarding area takes a lot of time. But really my efforts have been uh, in Europe lately. We're launching my next big thing is to take the concept of flyer talk and mile point and boarding air and put it into the local language. I mean, most of the industry has been guided by uh, U.S.-centric ideas for a long time. So we opened up uh, here in the last six months a uh, uh, content community like flyer talk and boarding air in Norway and uh, AMP in um, uh, Sweden, Netherlands. in Denmark, and in uh Amsterdam, soon to launch in the UK, uh, Brazil. Uh, so we're building local communities in local language, just about miles and points and the road warrior topics. Unbelievable. So you are not retiring by a uh, long I have the world's best job. job, Rudy. You've always had the number two best job in the world, and I know you're <laughs> a little jealous of me. I come on your show today to be in Rudy's world, but believe it or not, I've got my own world, and I'm what? a very Wait a happy guy. What? <laughs> and you're allowed Very to fly true. around in my world, Rudy. You're well, you're welcome I, I, any day. You're a bright guy, but uh, I not the world's that. best job. I never fly alone. I don't think I've taken a trip in the last twenty some years where I haven't just like you. I haven't met somebody who reads inside flyer, somebody who isn't on flyer talk, somebody who isn't uh, doesn't know me from the blogs and stuff. So I never fly alone. And as you well know, that's a great feeling either as a traveler or just as kind of what you and I do. And give me a, give me a 15 second answer. Do you still pay attention to collecting miles? Uh, I do, uh, just because habit, I've got 23 million miles and I need to look after them. It's my, <laughs> it's my, I, my travel IRA. 23 million. Randy Peterson, check out boardingarea.com. I'm looking at it right now. You will see more articles on travel. It will get your heart pounding and blood going, make you want to go someplace and make you want to go there smarter. There are all kinds of interesting uh, newsletters and blogs on here. And by the way, if you'd like to subscribe to mine, just send a text to 22828. We're coming. Hey, Randy, thank you so much for joining us. we got to go. I love to be in your world. Thanks, Rudy. Thank you, Randy Peterson. I like being in his world. If your station's leaving us after this first hour, I'll see you next week. Most of our stations stay around for the second. We'll take up a six-minute break and come back. I'm Rudy Maxa. You're in Rudy Maxa's world. Stay with me. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.